This little light of mine. Welcome to the Witness to Love podcast, where we discuss the transforming power of authentic witnesses and community that marriages and families create for our church and world. I'm Mary Rose Verrett. And I'm Ryan Verrett. We are a Catholic married couple seeking to draw other married couples closer to Christ. We release a podcast every third Thursday of the month. Thank you for tuning in. We're so glad you are here. Let it shine. Hello, everyone. It is good to be back with you and uh, for this year of believing. And uh, Mary Rose and I are always so grateful for all the couples we get to spend some time with and get to know. And about a year ago, we had the opportunity to spend some time in Florida and came across an awesome couple, Dan and Regina Boyd in Orlando. Dan and Regina, thank you for being a part of this. Our pleasure. Thanks so much for the invite. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to have you on our podcast this morning and just a part of the year of believing. And for our listeners who uh, have not uh, checked out the year of believing, if you go to witnesstolove.org, be light, uh, you can register for the year of believing. It's year two in our five-year marriage enrichment uh, for couples really unpacking the mystery of the sacrament of marriage. And Dan and Regina uh, shared their beautiful witness uh, uh, this month. And uh, we just, uh, we're excited to have them on our podcast. And uh, so if you haven't watched their video, please do. Um, but we're going to just be talking with them this morning about uh, just uh, all the themes they address, but especially just trusting in God and his plan. So uh, Dan and Regina, if you want to uh, just share a little bit about yourselves and then um, we have a, can have a conversation. Sure. Yeah. So um, I, I work as a therapist. I have a private practice. We do uh, virtual counseling for couples, families, and teens. And I work for the Diocese of Orlando as the Secretary for Lady, Family, and Life. So I have the awesome job of assisting our bishop with his whole task of evangelizing and catechizing everybody who lives in the Diocese of Orlando, whether they're Catholic or not. And we have a four-year-old daughter who's pretty cool, too. (laughs) Oh, and we, we met her and we, when we were in Orlando, we had, we got to, I think we went on a picnic with you all to the park and we just got to to sit there and, and enjoy that time with you. And it just, we really, uh, we enjoyed that time because, you know, y'all are, uh, definitely in the trenches, uh, when it comes to, uh, just really serving, uh, families serving uh, people who are, are looking for a relationship with Jesus, looking for a stronger marriage. And um, you're not just talking about it, you're living it. And it was just a joy to be with you. And uh, you're an, an example. And I think we're all trying to be an, an example of what does it look like when you live like you believe uh, in the grace and the gift of the sacrament of marriage. And so I would love to maybe just have a conversation today about like, how did you, how did you get to the point where, um, and, and I know we're all growing, uh, so I'm not saying you're done or we're done, <laughs> but uh, how did you get to the point where you, where you realized, wow, like, you know, uh, th- there's something different about marriage and, and I don't want to live the way that, that maybe it's easy to live, but I want to live the way God created me to live. Mm, That's a great question. So there's a a lot going on there. (laughs) Um, So we'll probably just popcorn ideas here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the, the, I mean, at the core of this is uh, knowing that God has invited us to love him and to follow him. And so we both made a commitment in high school. We didn't know each other, but we made a commitment in high school that we wanted to be disciples of Jesus Christ and love him and follow him. And uh, when we realized that that was the best way to live, that kind of opened up all sorts of possibilities. And then 
we were gradually exposed to the beauty of the truth of what the Lord is inviting us to in marriage. And the, I would say the principal source with, with that was the theology of the body and recognizing um, that when we view our life as an opportunity to make a gift of ourselves to other people in the same way Jesus did on the cross, that uh, we, we find the most meaningful way to live and to be, and we find that love is much more rewarding. And so the more we've practiced that in, in our marriage, the more rewarding and fruitful that's been. And so it's, it's one of those paradoxes. If you, if you seek your own happiness first, you're not going to find it. But if you seek the happiness of others first, then you'll find yours in doing that. And I think once we were exposed to those truths, the beauty of it, it was just, we wanted to soak it in, you know, it was, couldn't, it was so attractive. We just wanted more diving into that. And I think we were really gifted with a beautiful community of Catholics, you know, um, mentors, spiritual parents, people who were giving us their wisdom and sharing that with us. And so it was kind of, I remember uh, one person saying to us, I think when we were engaged, maybe somebody had said, um, you know, you can, you can ask for graces from your sacrament in advance or something like that. And that always uh, stuck with me. So I remember during the stresses of wedding planning, you know, praying and asking the Lord for extra graces to just get me through stressful moments and really feeling like the Holy Spirit was guiding me through that time. And so I think we were just blessed with a community of people who um, lived that life, who modeled it to us and let us know, believe that it was actually real and possible. And so it just made it easier for us to step into that. That, that is so beautiful and so powerful. And I, I, I love uh, when you started talking about how following God opens up all the possibilities, you know, and I think so, so many people, uh, you know, are led to believe the lie that following God, you know, eliminates possibilities, right? It, it, it's an, you know, your life is over, right? Um, the whole like ball and chain uh, commentary about marriage, which is just so not true. And, you know, it sounds like there were mentors and witnesses and, and people walking with you in your life. They were saying, no, actually, like, if you follow God, it's, it's endless possibilities. It's, you know, it's limitless and the grace is there. And so um, I, I love that we're like fighting that lie together and, uh, and, and doing it in community. And it's, it's really uh, impossible to do it without community. And so um, maybe uh, to share kind of like just the impact of community. And I know you touched on it a little bit, but um, you know, when, when you went away maybe to, to grad school or, or when you were, you know, just starting in your marriage, like, did you, did you notice a difference when you were completely surrounded by community versus when you went back home? I know you, you shared in your video uh, that, that just sort of the trusting in God to go to grad school and then trusting in God to come back home. And, you know, uh, did, did God send people to kind of be community for you at some point or, or were, did it kind of ebb and flow? I think it ebbed and flowed. I think there was a nice time I, we kind of well I at least view that time at grad school a little bit of our desert moment where we were away with God but he still blessed us in those moments we did have a much smaller community than when we moved back home but we did meet people um, and were able to find people of faith to connect with that really but it was a much it was kind of a downscaled time for us that I think was really special to really um really engage in that trust. I think it was, there was a little bit on, in my heart in, at that time, a lot of wrestling with God. And so I think it was a beautiful time uh, where we were still taken care of, but in a, in a, day, a way that was different than maybe I would have imagined it to be. 
Yeah. And I, I don't think we can uh, emphasize enough the importance of community and, and good examples of how to love in marriage. I mean, we were, we've just been so uh, lucky to know so many couples. So from our own parents who have great marriages to the, especially I think um, the group that I grew up with, there were so many adults who were living sacramental marriages who were happy and I knew they were happy. And I, and um, their, just the, the peace and the unity in their family life was a, was a testament to the value of living a marriage that way, according to God's plan. And then uh, as we got into college and we met some other couples, we, we kind of picked up some really great spiritual mothers and fathers along the way who, uh, even though they didn't have children, they were able to show us that kind of spiritual fruitfulness because they were so present to us. And so uh, helping us through the engagement process and discerning marriage and then in the early time of marriage and you know, some of those, those struggles that married couples get into early on, they were a huge, huge blessing to us. Um, but then it was difficult to move and to lose that community. And we definitely, um, we suffered for that loss a little bit. Like the Lord provided, there were still people, but it was smaller and there weren't as many. And we just definitely didn't have those, uh, those big brothers and sisters in the faith because if, if we had married Catholic friends, they were our age and they were dealing with the same struggles as us rather than you know, somebody who was 10, 20 years down the line and, and had a lot more experience to draw on. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I heard a statistic recently, Ryan and I were just talking about that the average couple moves every three years. And when they, sometimes it's across town, but often it's, you know, different cities, different states. And I think, you know, with the the recent pandemic, I think that's probably intensified even more. Um, But it, it takes also about three years to really develop community. And uh, I was uh, chatting on the phone last night with a, um, uh, a friend who is married to someone in the military and, you know, they, they move, it's more than every three years. I think it's every two years or 18 months. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty regularly. And it's always like completely across the, it's never like the next town over, you know, it's, it's the opposite end of the country. And I said, you know, what, what is it like to, to, to come to move and, and, to start a whole new community, you know, you, you have to find a church and you have to find a house and you have to, you know, make friends. And, and she said, no, it's, it's hard. You know, it's always, she said, it's always lonely at first, you know, but she said, you know, we just, we don't say we're not going to make friends because we know we're going to move. You know, we, we make Man. friends cause we know we're going to move, you know, <laughs> and eventually, you know, people's paths cross again and, and, um, you know, you never know when you're going to end up at the same military base with this, you know, you just, you know, God, God puts people in your life um, that you need and you just have to be open to it. And sometimes you're looking for people, but sometimes people are looking for you. And, and I think sometimes we just, we don't, we don't remember that it's not just us that needs community. It's others that need community. And sometimes we mm-hmm. are their community, you know? So for, for us, I know, uh, you know, when, when life is busy and, and, you know, we all have these crazy whirlwind weeks and whirlwind months and, and life never seems to get, get comfortable, but, uh, you know, to be able to have other people in your home, to, to go have a picnic at the park, you know, like, like we did with y'all, you know, to, to build up those relationships and, you know, and thanks to technology and transportation and, and life, like, you know, you can build friendships and, and, you know, it doesn't have to always be the most convenient thing. Um, so, you know, just, I, I appreciate y'all, your witness and your openness to, you know, being that uh, salt and light for others, not, not just being the one looking for the friends, but being the one that's being the friend. 
Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. And I think they're, you know, from that time of grad school, there's still people we keep in touch with, you know, even we've all moved away and we're further apart now. And, but um, it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting how, which people stay in your lives and which, which don't, you know, based on what you're saying, what season you're in and yeah, it's really a blessing. That was beautiful. Um, and I wanted to also talk about when, when you had said that uh, the theology of the body really, um, you know, living your life as a gift um, and how that impacts your daily decisions. Maybe, could you give maybe our listeners examples of what, what does it mean to live your life as a gift? I would say in small ways. The first thing that came to mind was we were at the beach recently over the summer and um, a woman came up to us um, who seemed disabled in some way she was walking with a limp and we were meeting friends at the beach and they had set up their camp further down and so we realized we had miscommunicated so we're packing up all our stuff and we're going to go meet them and this woman walks up and she says oh can I buy that beach chair from you you know I didn't bring a chair I forgot a chair and and in that moment we just looked at each other and we kind of knew we were like okay give her the chair and let's you know <laughs> move on and so I think in little ways like that um trying to be attentive to opportunities of generosity when, when it seems inconvenient. Um, when somebody needs to come over to the house or needs a ride, what, what are those times where we can push ourselves a little bit more when it feels uncomfortable? Um, mm -hmm. And I'd say, with, especially within marriage, on a daily basis, on a, like a minute-to-minute basis, the one of the best things I can do is be present to Regina and be present to our daughter. And that's a conscious choice to say, okay, I'm going to put down my phone or I'm actually going to listen. I'm going to, um, I tend to, to turn inward a lot and just kind of think and, and almost ruminate, okay, what's going on in my day? What am I thinking about? What are the things I want to do? Um, but recognizing that there's these two people in my life who uh, I, I can give myself to them in terms of my, my attention, my, just my, my gaze, spending time with them, getting on the floor and playing with my little girl or, or sitting across from Regina and looking into her eyes and really paying attention. Um, those are, those are decisions to say, like what, I, who I am, I'm giving that to you right now. I'm not holding that back. I'm going to make sure that I'm fully present to you because you deserve that. And my little girl deserves that. And there's no shortage of opportunities to do that. And when I look back on my day and think, okay, was I happy for the times that I didn't do that for the times that I was still playing on my phone or the, the times that I was only half present? No, I'm never happy about that. Um, but the time, like I, I can't think that I've ever gone through a day and said, I wish I would have spent a little bit more time like turning inward and thinking about my own thoughts <laughs> rather than really engaging in a meaningful conversation or meaningful play with my family. Wow. No, I, the, that's, that's great uh, advice to, I, somebody said once, you know, live life in such a way that, that you don't ever regret, you know, the way that you've spent your time. And there's certain time, I remember this elderly priest, he was probably about 85. And I remember him saying, he said, there, there's certain things you'll never regret doing. He said, one, you'll never at the end of your life say, I wish I'd prayed less. You'll never at the end of your life say, I wish I'd loved less. You know, mm -hmm. he said that, that he said, you will say, you know, I wish I hadn't spent time on this or I wish I hadn't done this or made this decision. He said, but, but it, if it involves loving, um, you'll never want uh, to do it less. And I think that's, you know, similar to what you're saying, you know, live life as a gift. And 
the daily reminder to do that. And, and recently we were, we had a wonderful conversation with them. Um, uh, a priest who uh, walks couples through Ignatian spirituality and like, you know, the spiritual exercises and that whole, like living a conscious life, living, you know, every day doing that daily examine of like, you know, how, how, basically how have I loved today? You know, and how is God calling me to love? And what are the ways I've failed to love and asking God for the grace to do that? And we, we have uh, in the witness to love workbook, we have um, this daily sort of examination, like how, basically how have I loved and um, how do I need to grow? And uh, we're actually re-releasing our workbook. And we've basically now we just use the Ignatian examine, um, but it's for couples. And, you know, how have I loved today? And how is God calling me to love? And how is he calling me to love tomorrow? Like, how can I do better? And so I, I just I love uh, that li live, live life as a gift. I think that's uh, I, think, I think I'm going to put it on our refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah. So. Anything from, you know, taking out the trash when you don't feel like doing it or that's not my job, but, but I'm there and I notice it and it's, <laughs> it needs to be taken out and just trying to make sure that you're again, being attentive to that and realizing that he has my back. So if I'm taking out the trash this time, I know there's something he's seen that I'm not noticing that he's taken care of in the background, right? And so we're all contributing to the greater good of our household, our family life, and putting trust in that, in those little actions, even when we don't feel like it. And I just say, imagine if we all lived that way. Imagine if we all just presumed the best intentions and, and did what needs to be done, both in our families, uh, you know, in, in our world. Like that's what, what you said earlier about how our, our marriage can change the world. Like it starts with taking out the trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And there has to be a vulnerability on our part to say like, okay, I'm going to trust that she is going to love me. And that I'm not going to be left feeling empty. Uh, and there's definitely times where we've we've had had conversations saying, I could use more help, or you know, I haven't I haven't felt as loved recently as I'd like to. Um, and it's not to say you're not doing what you, you're supposed to be doing. It's just to say, hey, I'm I'm struggling right now, and um, could you help me? And when we when we step back and, and don't make it a a you 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 thing, you're letting me down, but more like I just need some help, or I need you know I, I need some support right now. Um, that kind of lowers those barriers and, and that tells Regina, it tells me, she's not saying there's a problem with me. She's saying she just wants, she wants me to be more present or she wants right. more of me in her life. Just to connect more. Yeah. yeah. That's a, a beautiful way of saying it, that it's not a pointing a finger, but it's a saying, I need something just right now. Not that, not that you're failing, but I just need something, you know, at this point today, this minute, um, that's a, that's a beautiful way to ask. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we're wrapping up, I wanted to say thank you both so much just for your witness, uh, for, for the way you're living your marriage, your life, uh, just fully alive and uh, just such a gift to so many. And we're so grateful for the time that, that you've shared with us. And I think we would love to have you back on the podcast. And uh, can you share with our listeners um, your podcast and uh, just and how to how to follow you as well? Yeah, so I have a podcast called Connecting Out Loud. Um, so you can find it uh, through my Instagram account, Boyd Counseling Services. And I have a podcast called Being and Making Disciples with a good buddy, Justin Reyes, that is all about how uh, everybody can be more intentional about living as a, as a witness to Jesus and bringing people into relationship with him. And uh, you can find, so Regina's on Instagram at- uh, Boyd Counseling and Services. I'm at uh, dboyd85. 
Oh, that's awesome. And we, we have listened to your podcast and they are wonderful. So for our listeners who want to go deeper and want to hear more from Dan and Regina, please uh, check out their podcasts. And thank you both so much. And we look forward to having you on the show again, again, to our listeners. Uh, this is uh, the Witness to Love podcast. We're so glad you joined us and we hope you'll join us again next month. God bless. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, we'd love to come back on this little light of mine thanks for joining the witness to love podcast today you can learn more about our tools to support god's beautiful vision for your marriage at witness make sure to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter we'd love to connect with you share how you and your spouse are being a witness to love in our world by using witness to love movement hashtag on social media and you'll have a chance to be featured in our stories. Always remember your marriage is called to be a light in the world. We'll see you next month. May God bless your marriage. I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine Let it shine Let it shine